Welcome everyone, you are listening to perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports, sorry, not Sauce Work, on the Hot Sauce Sports Network. I'm your host, Pease Del Reese. Joining me is Terry Tam. How's it going, buddy? Awesome, awesome. And apparently, I am mentally challenged. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. What was that about? Was it your, your, your Redskins pick? <laughs> well, the Washington football, football team. team. Sorry, Washington. oh my god, I can't believe I did it. Washington, our words. Um... Yeah, so I did my like my NFC East preview, and I'm not really high on the football team. I don't like I yeah I, I mean listen they do have a lot of good pieces. I like you know Gibson. I like McLaurin. Like there's a lot of good Chase Young. I think he's the best player in the division like overall. But like I'm not a huge. I don't think they're that good, especially with Fitzpatrick and Heineke in there. It's like what am I expecting? I think this division is going to be so tight that they're just not going to be able to come out. And so that's too. all it is. I think it's going to be uh, closer to to last season than we think it is, even with Dak's return and all that. I think it's going to be just a tight division. The yeah. uh, I will say that a lot of uh, football people who are a lot smarter than I am, uh, like Dominic Foxworth, for example, last year, he was one of the guys saying the Redskins are a quarterback away from, from being a legitimate contender. But with Ryan Fitzpatrick, wouldn't you say they're still a quarterback away? That's the thing is like everybody's saying, oh, it's Fitzpatrick, like Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic only does well when he's not the starter and he just comes in and does whatever he needs to do. And, and like he's great for fantasy, but he makes yeah. a ton of mistakes. For a guy who went to Harvard. Like I get how smart <laughs> he's supposed to be, but he keeps throwing the ball to the wrong guys. Um, but yeah, so I predicted them about 4-13 and 13, and then some guy wrote, I, you people are mentally challenged to where I responded, you people. You, I, what, what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> So he's like, did you uh, actually do right. like a true schedule analysis on them or did you just pick a number? No, no, I did it. Like I looked at their schedule and I said, there's no way they can win more than two games in this division. Let's do it. And then one looked, by one. We're going to do it right now. On okay. air. All right. On air. We got uh, all 18 weeks. We're going to go through here. So week Seven. one, Chargers. Loss. Yeah. Week two, Giants. Loss. Week three at the Bills. Loss. Week four at That's the Falcons. Start. Falcons, that's a that's one of the wins I gave them out of the division. I'll give them I a think win. The there. Falcons are going to be terrible. Awful, awful. Yeah. So I'm going to give them a win there. All right, week five, Saints. Loss. Week six, Chiefs. Loss. Yeah. Week seven at Green Bay. A loss. Rod- no Rodgers. No, no Rodgers, maybe, but with Rodgers, loss. Week eight at Denver. Loss. Week nine is a bye. Week 10, Buccaneers. Loss. Week 11 at Panthers. Win. Week 12, Seattle. Loss. Week 13, at Raiders. That's a tough one. That was like, I, I, I put them in like, the thing is, they're, they're good. They're, they're going to match up well with a lot of teams, but I don't think they're going to be able to get it done. They need to be able to score. I don't think they can score. I'm going to say loss there too. All right. Week 14, Cowboys. Loss, naturally. Week 15, at Eagles. That's a loss too. Week 16, at Cowboys. Loss. Week 17, Eagles. That's a win because they're at home. And week 18 at the Giants. I'm going to say win there. So how many did you count? I didn't count. Four. You should be counting. Four. I counted eight for myself. Like, I, I, I think oh, I'm going to okay. win the games. I had Falcons, Panthers, uh, Giants, and Eagles at the end of the season. But like, so my thing is I wouldn't be surprised if they win four games. I wouldn't be surprised if they win eight. And if they win 10, I'd be like, oh, that's a nice little cool, season. Yeah. You know, no, I mean? And you know what? Listen, I'll give them credit. Like the Broncos and the Raiders, those are winnable games for them. Uh, maybe the Saints. They'll split Saints. the Giants, split the Eagles, right? Like, Yeah. I, think, I, I don't think they'll beat the Cowboys. If Dak's fully healthy, I don't think they're going to beat the Cowboys twice. 
Uh, I don't think he'll beat the Cowboys. Sorry, I think no, I don't think he'll beat the Cowboys twice. No. So, so, so Terry, you probably have them at like two, three guaranteed wins, and then like four games that are like coin flips, almost, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I had him. I had him about five games that I think they'll win handily, and then well, not handily, but five games I expect them to win, and then three games are like maybe upset, maybe you know what I mean, like. Those those are fifty fifty games. I have them. That's how I have them at eight. Yeah, they have they have some very clear losses on their schedule. Let's just say it that way. Yeah, for sure. They do. The um, <laughs> I have the strangest thing. I just got a text. I'm sorry. I I get I get easily distracted. Um, you you guys have girlfriends. I have a wife. Um, so you guys know what it's like when um, you when you're living with somebody, you make certain concessions, whether it be about sharing space in your bathroom or closets or whatnot. Or what it is to do on a Friday night. Um, I'll be at the Christian Dior um, Museum exhibit at the McCord Museum um, because that's apparently what we're doing on a Friday night. So you're exhibiting fashion, like clothes apparently, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. My wife used to be involved in the fashion industry, so she gets very excited by these things. So we're. Uh, um, my question is, can I show up under the influence? 100%. Eagle, should I show up in the influence? I would be blasted out of my like, I'm mind. I'm very clearly going to. Sorry, uh, Terry, what were you saying? I'd be blasted out of my mind going in there. Yeah, that's. I think that's my plan as well. I'd be like but super high. I, yeah. I'd be worried though because there may be a lot of like colors and fabrics. That I can't you see the just, colors. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, you're good. I'm you're fine. good. <laughs> I was going to like worry for like a psychedelic experience where it's like, whoa, the colors hey, and everything. Not, not to mention, Eagle, you and I went to see a movie this summer. True. And uh, I was very heavily medicated, so to speak. Which and movie? <laughs> I was in it. It was the uh, Flag Plus Football uh, related. Oh, production. you you went to that piece? Absolutely, absolutely. Team player. How was it? How um, was it? Better than I thought. Better than I thought. I mean, um, so Rachel Nichols has been let go of ES from ESPN. Um, the jump was uh, canceled by ESPN, and of course. Twitter is throwing stuff back back and forth about why this happened. I have a very specific theory about how and why it happened. Um, but I want to get you guys' thoughts. Um, and and then I'll tell you guys what I think it is. And we'll, we'll discuss. We'll discuss what we think it's uh, as possible, why it is that it happened. Uh, Terry, first of all, I think we all know Rachel Nichols landed on her feet. There's not anyone who's as qualified as, as she is. You know what I mean? So she'll be fine. Fox she'll or be CNN. Somebody will fine. pick her up. Um, you know, but for now, um, she's been like, go, what are your theories as to why, um, the internet of course is doing the whole, this is an overcorrection because of the perceived racial comments and so on and so forth. Um, I, I'm going to go what? ahead and say, I'll explain why later. I don't think it's specifically that, but I'll let you, I'll let you, uh, wait. Was she let go or was she just like removed from certain positions? Like, is she still an employee of ESPN? Oh, so you're asking if she did the, the, if they did the ESPN thing is just take away all yeah. of her work and hope she quits. Yeah, exactly. Eagle, you can look it up. I believe I believe she was relieved. Um, no, I, just, I think that's I think that's what happened because I said it, I saw Rachel Nichols has been removed from uh, ESPN NBA I, broadcast. Like I hate when they do that. It's, it's such crazy. Technically, she's still with oh, them. Yeah. It's so cowardly. It's, so it's such stupid, a cowardly yeah. move. Yeah, it's like oh, we're canceling these shows, or we'll figure something out for you. Then all of a sudden, she's like, well, I need to work. So, but well, she's still contracted, right? So I she's guess still she's still contracted. Paid. She just won't get any of the extras for doing any extra work and all that stuff. And it's unfortunate. I mean, listen, her comments obviously would nowadays in today's climate, like obviously there's going to be some sort of repercussion based on what she said. But 
I think she'll still be a job. She'll get a job really quick, I think. Like, I'm not worried really worried about she Rachel. She has May. a year, oh, just slightly over a year remaining on her contract. Yeah, so they're basically they figure it'll cost them more to to get rid of her, right, than because than, between the severance and if she takes them to court or demands that they pay out the contract, like, you might as well just keep her on at that point, right? Yeah, she's um, getting paid millions now. She can just go play golf and do whatever the fuck she wants. That's what I would do, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so so – um, my thoughts are that I don't think it was about the specific comment, except that she bashed Disney. She talked about Disney's because the comment she said wasn't about. First of all, she was upset she was being replaced because it was a it was a um, a gig that was promised to her, right? So it, it which she's clearly qualified, which for. is qualified for and has done before. And so the thing is, is that she heard she was being replaced and had a reaction to that, which I think is a very normal reaction, a very competitive environment like ESPN. She then said, um, she called out ESPN for having a dismal record on, um, diversity. on diversity, right? And so it's not her saying, you're only replacing me because, you know, uh, Maria Taylor's black. You're saying she's only replacing me because you have a, a bad record on diversity, she's actually making a critique about their record on diversity, which, by the way, tr- traditionally has been true, right? Like yeah. the whole fact of the, the whole idea that there can only be one woman in, on the basketball broadcast is part of that problem, right? So, um, the, the, well, they, listen, they, they, the thing about ESPN is like they just they're, they're trying to force it now, right? So, like, now it's Maria Taylor, right? Then they, you know, Ari Hawani, all of a sudden he's gone. They replaced him with Ryan Clark, who has no idea anything about fighting, but yet he's on a MMA well, show. But the thing is, the thing is, it's it's it, they're they're um they also gotten rid of people who've been like Harry lahawani has been critical of ESPN, right, and, and been critical of ESPN's partner in UFC and in, in the UFC. No, um, he's ne- he never criticizes the UFC. He did. Though, he's right? never criticized the UFC. No, no, he's even Dana White. Like he doesn't he doesn't really say anything bad about Dana White. Dana White's the one that comes after him all the time. Harry Hawani is a little weasel. Like I mean, like. You can tell, you know what I mean. He's got that vibe. Like I get it. He probably rubs people the wrong way, but he's a he's a professional, and he did certain things that they didn't like. But he's never really said anything bad about ESPN until well, he, after he left. But he did. He did early in the, his career. He did talk about the whole uh, payment of UFC fighters, and like that's something that clearly Dana White doesn't want. He doesn't want journalists so, around the sport talking about, right? So do the, the fighters say that too, but the fighters are still contracted. Jorge Masvidal is like one of the main people that talk about but it. But they're making him contracted. money for now, where Ariel wasn't, right? Ariel's yeah, I get it. at that point, right? I get it. But he didn't like, remove you know. Ariel from the UFC when he was fighting there. So, um, but the thing is, in this case here, she talked bad about the mouse. She talked bad about Disney. And the only way we hear that clip is if it's leaked by Disney, right? Like we talked about it when we yeah. talked about that thing and the show. It was like, it's not like Maria Taylor's walking by with her cell phone or hiding in the closet like Jay Leno uh, at an NBC me- meeting, which he actually did. Um, the 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 way these clips come out is they're either leaked by Rachel Nichols's camp or ESPN because those are the only two people that would have access to that information. And I think in this case specifically, that's a kind of clip that would only. Uh, only ESPN would have access to it. I don't even think Rachel Nichols would have access to that archive, essentially, right? It would be like no. Eagle taking footage and leaking it of, of you and I talking before the show. That's the only way that information gets out. It's, it's You're the, it's welcome a, for not being vindictive. Thank God, by the way. Holy shit. Oh, man. If Eagle only had a, if Eagle recorded us, 
And you would have no idea either because I have the record button and you can't see it. Yeah, that's true. We just take it for granted when he says we're off air. Where <laughs> are you? But there's there's a lot of those tapes out there, and ESPN probably has a lot of people in their pocket yeah. because of those tapes. So that's I saw it as I saw it as as them wanting to get to get that contract off the books because they've been clearing house in general of all their more expensive uh, talents, and um, essentially they had this out and they used that leverage to get to to, to get uh, to be able to take away all of her stuff. And like we said, she'll eventually leave because of it, right? Yeah, uh, because of professional pride. So that's it. We do have a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, no guests this week, just you and I, Terry. Um, we're going to get through a um, whole bunch of NFL preseason stuff as well as some stuff in rapid fire. We're going to have someone on for fantasy football next week. So if you're like us who are degenerate fantasy football gamblers, tune in next week as well. But for now, it's time for the news. Terry's the news. Um, football's around the corner. I'm getting excited. It's, it doesn't feel like football because we're in the middle of this ridiculous heat wave. I just went uh, to the – I went to the, I had to go pick up something, and I saw this, and I was like, I got to do it. You know the internet exists. You don't need magazines. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a very manual person. So it's for masturbation. Yeah, I'm going to bust all over Dak Prescott's stats. <laughs> I can imagine. He was again. He was on track for seven thousand yards before he got injured last year. That's insane. MVP. That's insane. he would have been absolutely. He healthy. should have been. Well, yeah. Based on how bad Ben DiNucci is, he should have won yeah. MVP. <laughs> no, it was Andy Dalton. Or Andy Dalton. Yes, yeah, Andy Dalton. Ben DiNucci was just those couple of games. Those ISO routes, though. <laughs> well, no, actually. His, I know we talked about this. McCarthy's playbook has changed. <laughs> um, it's in my my uh, upcoming article actually, where I talk about Amari Jones and the uh, Green Bay Packers, whether or not he's worth a late round draft pick in your fantasy drafts. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to start, and Justin Fields will not start. So wait, Gardner Minshew can take a shit now? Gardner Minshew can finally take a shit. Uh, credit to uh, Alex the intern. That was actually a funny joke. I, uh, I, I, I LOL'd in my, in, my, uh, in my office. Well, it's um, Alex didn't say the joke. He, he wrote it in our chat. He wrote yeah, it but it was Gardner Minshew that said the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But saying that he can shit again. A lot, permitting oh, Gardner okay, Minshew okay. to take a shit yeah. was Alex the intern's uh, okay, privilege. Okay. All right, um, I'll give him credit today. So Trevor that's Lawrence, it. <laughs> yeah, this is the last time. Trevor Lawrence was obviously going to start because Gardner Minshew, you know, looked to be like sort of a guy who was good but not particularly special. Maybe um, a Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, style. Can lead a team to a 4-13 and record. Who's maybe? this? Minshew. Uh, Minshew. Minshew, yeah. Well, that's a, he's a guy who I think is going to have a very long, successful NFL career. He'll be brought in to start in a couple places. He'll be a backup in other places. I think that's actually a good comp, like not stylistically p- particularly, but like in terms of career path, Terry, that's actually that's actually a good comp. I like that. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, we all expect to be special. Although the offensive line is terrible, Travis Etienne getting injured for the year will not help him. Um, and it's a solid receiving group, but again, with no time in the pocket, um, we knew Trevor Lawrence was going to start from week one because he was the first overall pick, and you're not going to waste time. Um, but at the same time, not a particularly great situation to start in, right? No, I mean, listen. It's a bad team. It's not a great team at all. And that division is garbage. So just the fact that they would have had Travis Etienne. 
it would have given them a bump over at least the Texans. Texans are the worst fran- the worst franchise. The I worst- forgot they were in the NFL. Yeah, there you go. I, I so forgot. I, I legitimately, other than once in a while where like a, a Deshaun Watson story comes up and we got to talk about it, I forget. Yeah. Like, And I'm doing like mock drafts for fantasy and I'm like, Brandon Cooks. Oh my God, Brandon Cooks is still in the league. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I'm not like, I don't think any of those teams other than the Titans, Titans will, because they're in that division, they're pretty much guaranteed six wins. Yeah. They just need to get a five somewhere else and they're good. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, Justin Fields is not going to be starting despite how good he looked in the in the preseason. Uh, I thought he looked great. Um, the the main the main thing for me when when I see quarterbacks not starting when they when they're when they're drafted in the first round, I see there's a, a loss of time. You have you have basically three seasons to decide whether or not um, you're going to plan to keep these players um, and and sign the fourth year the extension after the fourth year or not. You need to start making your plans after three years. So you're limiting the amount of time you can gather information. Yeah. Um, and when, when people say, well, oh, but you know, you don't want to ruin him. If he's going to get ruined and shook in his first six games, he's not the guy anyway. You know what I mean? So, so that, that should give you your information even before the, th- the three-year threshold, you know? I um, mean, listen, uh, why bring back Mitch Trubisky at that point. Yeah. I, I think I, Mitch Trubisky I, is well, a fine. I don't fine know why, well, why it was that. I, well, no, they, they, for the money they had to, because they, they would have had to extend him to keep him. And it would have cost them more than the ten million they got Andy Dalton. I I actually read about that this morning. That that's why they they, they did that. Um, but it just I don't understand why why not just let Field start. Like Andy Dalton is a backup quarterback at this point in his career. Best backup quarterback in the league. Yeah, yeah. Probably. We, saw, we saw it last year. He kept Dallas afloat for for most of the season, right? For a while, at least he finished that game. The one that Dak got injured. They won tight game. He won a couple other ones, but it was a clo- it was a close season he for also them. Got but hurt a couple times too. I'm not, I'm not opposed to Justin Fields not starting for like the first few games just to kind of maybe learn the offense a little bit better. But he looked good in preseason, like I think so like from what I saw. I'm not I'm not completely against Justin Fields not being the starter right away. I think that Andy Dalton's the perfect guy for them for him to for him to start and then Justin Fields come in maybe like week 6, 7, 8 uh if he's progressing and if Andy Dalton's really shitting the bed because I don't listen, that division it's it's a toss up, man. It's like, are you gonna let your your future basically just get destroyed in the first six games? Because regardless of if he looks good or not, he's gonna get hit a few times, and he got hit in preseason, like hard. Yeah, and he said he said it didn't hurt, and he said oh, the game was oh, he said, slower than I thought. Yeah, he said everything was pretty slow, and then. What you feel? What did you feel about those those comments? I thought it was it was kind of cute. I kind of like when quarterbacks say something at the same time. It's like, it's also preseason guy. <laughs> like make yeah, it come exactly. in week one. If you want to make a statement, right? Yeah, exactly. The thing is, the thing is, is that he has to say that if he says, if he acts anything other than confident in a city like Chicago, he's going to get roasted. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? As long as he's not seeing ghosts, right? <laughs> mm, oh. That's a good point. The the uh, the Pats are essentially frustrated with the according to sorry a, a, a source inside of the Patriots organization said that the pa- Patriots have been frustrated with the Cam Newton situation uh, with the COVID protocol um, because again Cam is one of the players who's not vaccinated so he needs to go into the protocol for uh, likely five but up to ten days um, and they say that it, this this uh, insider said. Uh, this opens the door definitely for Mac Jones to take the start. Um, and I, I want to know, um, 
why did Bill Belichick leak this? Because obviously it's him. <laughs> <laughs> Who leaked this? Because why? And and why did Bill Belichick do it? Yeah, I Who mean, leaked it and why was it Bill Belichick? He has to do this because now Cam is gonna have to either step up or step up. Yeah, he looked good you know? in, the, in apparently like he was back in camp today. And yeah, apparently I mean, he looked really good in drills. I like Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is, you know, he has a future in the NFL for sure. He's he's a good player, but I I'm just not off Cam Newton yet. I I think that I last year wasn't wasn't a good sample size. Uh, not not that it wasn't a good sample size. It just wasn't a good enough sample to to judge. I I think that now this season is the year for Cam Newton. Obviously, if he plays three four games and he's not throwing over 250, 280, 300, then yeah, then you have to look and then you have to look for, at Mac Jones. Well, I have a I have a hot take here. After Brady left and Newton came in, they have basically threw out their old playbook. They rebuilt it, right? It's a lot of uh, running plays. It's a lot of quarterback keeps. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, you know, like the jet sweeps type of stuff, a lot of handoffs. Very little throwing, admittedly, right? Like yeah. Cam can throw. They're but the, one of the, 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 the run-heaviest teams in the league. Exactly. Year. So they, yeah. I'm not going to say they rebuilt their entire roster, but the emphasis was definitely shifted towards linemen, running backs, tight ends, that those types of packages, essentially. So yeah. they're very weak at wide receiver now. And they've always kind of been but, right, Jim Rat style, the next guy up, the next Welker, Edelman, etc. Mac Jones does not play in that system. He no. is, a, I'll call it, a proverbial Tom Brady on paper, right? He had 35 rushing attempts in 2020 and 4,500 yards throwing in 13 games played, right? Yeah. Well, listen, so he, I mean, he is much more the passing quarterback. So if you put Mac Jones in that system, you're not getting any value from him at this point. So also, I don't see the point of burning a year, potentially getting him hurt. And if you have Newton to run in that system, spend the time to rebuild, shift your roster away in a different direction, and kind of burn well, this year on development for Mac Jones. No team, no team spent more money on free agents than the New England Patriots. They brought in Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. And the last time they had two tight ends of, uh, of excellent caliber, that offense was deadly. Um, True. And so the, I, think, I think it's going to well, be Hunter Henry's been like injured, no? Sorry? Andre Henry's been injured, right? He's always kind of injured, but that's why you also still have Jonah Smith, who is probably one of the best athletes in the NFL. Cue um, Stephen A. Smith saying that Hunter Henry didn't look good this season. <laughs> when he wasn't playing. When he um, wasn't playing oh, at all. Let's also not forget they have Brian Hoyer on the roster, right? Yeah, so, so there's oh, always too. an option, too. He, he might win out. He might win out. No, um, but the thing is, Eagle, your point about Mac Jones not running, only running 35 times, you're playing for Alabama. Everybody's open. Yeah. You don't have to throw. You don't have to run. I have but a, can he run is the other question. Do you want him to run? Well, no. I don't think he's a runner, but like listen, he doesn't have to. So so I have I have a I have a I have a hot take too. Um Mac Jones is Sam Bradford. Yeah, I can see it. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be okay. He's gonna be very accurate and not special. He's gonna he's just gonna take safe throws, um, and he just will never evolve into anything. He like Kurt Cousins is that to me. Um and um you know, he just to me that's what he looks like. I I don't understand why people fell in love with him uh, right around draft time. Maybe because like at the combine, his just his physical ability to throw the ball is impressive. But playing quarterback, we all know, is a lot more than that. Um, I think he's just going to be a regular guy, um, and you'll see why. You know, as great a coach as, as Bill Belichick is, and he's going to maximize that the same way. For example, uh, Andy Reid did with with uh, Alex oh. Smith. Um, but I think that we'll see why it was that he was so special while he had Tom Brady versus having a guy who's just good, you know. 
Um, I know my hot take is a first round quarterback is okay. He's good. My hot take he's, though, uh, my hot take is that Tom Brady isn't like, like in terms of talent, like pure football talent, like arm strength, all that stuff. He's not much better than Sam Bradford. Oh, oh, I'll agree with that. But the yeah. the, 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 the difference is his brain. Is his a bit like for his, sure? His athletic intelligence is is. Well, like, my point is that if that Tom, if Tom Brady is Sam Bradford and Sam Bradford is Mac Jones, then Mac Jones. If let's say let's say all these people that are right about Bill Belichick saying he's the reason why everybody's won, right? Let's say let's say let's say that he's the reason why they won their first five, six. Six. He has six. Six, six plus one. He's the reason why he won. They won six Super Bowls. If he can turn Mac Jones into a, a Super Bowl contender within the first three years, then I'm going to say it's Bill I, I Belichick. Think, I think that undersells how great Brady is. He's too good. I like. I, I agree. Like, and the fact it, that he's doing it's seven at this Super Bowls. Like, at this point, there's no arguments, right? Like, yeah, seven Super Bowls. Like, the guys it, very clearly was stage. no seven Super Bowl wins, nine Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. Or ten. Oh yeah, but we, don't forget, we, we hold it against people when they get to the Super Bowl. Ten actually. Like, like, like Le- LeBron going to the finals is not okay if he if he doesn't win. So the years Jordan didn't go, that doesn't count. But the years that LeBron didn't go, that ca- the years LeBron went and lost, that counts. Um, exactly. So. While we talk about Travis Etienne getting injured, uh, Patriots actually made a move. Uh, Sony Michelle, who obviously Georgia running back, so I'm a huge fan, uh, thought he didn't get many opportunities last year and was a little banged up. He goes to the Rams, who, as I was doing my fantasy analysis, Terry, do you know who, which team ran the most often in the red zone last year? The Cowboys? The Rams. The Rams <laughs> were the run-heaviest team in the red zone last year. Um, and that we saw that's when Cam Akers came in at the end of the season. He took off. Fantasy players obviously know that because if you happen to have him stashed on your roster, you had a very good chance of winning the end of the year. I dropped him like the week before he blew up. I dropped him in another league, so don't worry about it. Everyone did. Um, so what you're saying is the Rams can run their 11 offense, except that Sean McVay doesn't need to you know whisper into the headset every time to for Stafford to execute the plays. Well, I think, I think the Rams are going to be pretty good because of that because Matthew Stafford's a really – Talented NFL quarterback. Yeah. I think from a talent perspective, he doesn't perspective, need a crib sheet in his uh, ear every 15 seconds. He's yeah. m- much better than they had with Jared Goff, who I think is fine, but just not the same level as Matthew Stafford. And they add Sony Michelle, who I think, if healthy, can be. I know whenever you start a sentence with "if healthy," that's obviously a huge question mark, but I think that that adds uh, a lot of dynamism to uh, an offense that uh, was relying on a running back who was never. Uh, like a number one guy. Also, uh, well, they career, still right? have Damian Harris and James White. No, no, but I'm talking about I'm talking about the Rams. Oh yeah, Rams yeah, adding yeah. him is a, is a big deal. Um, <laughs> I also like that trade. I saw the the the, the responses from both fan bases, and it made me realize how irrational fan bases are. And there was two other things that like I wanted to talk about when it comes to irrational fan bases. The 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 Tua hive. On, on Twitter is insane. Anybody who's <laughs> this much critical of Tua, even if they say, like, he's good, but we just don't know if he's as special as as, uh, as Justin Herbert, right? Like, yeah. that's not negative. That's saying this guy's good, but the other guy looked more exceptional last season, which is He's just arguable. not as good as a rookie who threw for 5,000 yards. Like, yeah, which yeah. is... It's, it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's fine. If, if he ends up being Matt Ryan, I'll be happy, given what we've seen. But I was going to say, that's the problem. The Dolphins fan base is on, like, hardcore hopium, right? Because it's yeah. been, like, two decades since you have someone decent, and now you have them, and you want to bubble boy that man and not ruin, like, any type of ego that goes to his head. That may actually drive him to win, right? It's like, no, no, we must protect him at all costs. He is the holy grail. 
I just I thought it was I thought it was intense. Like um you might have had that too, Terry, when when uh Tony Romo was being replaced by Dak. Like yeah. how Cowboys Twitter reacted. Oh yeah. Tony you can't say anything bad about Tony Romo. You know that I'm actually like a huge Romo fan. Like I yeah, actually yeah, thought I he didn't get a fair shake as a as a um a talent. Listen, but is he, is Romo a Hall of Famer? No, I don't think so. But like he can make cool. a case for it. He can make a case for it. I mean, yeah. he had to spend his entire career playing against the juggernaut and Eli Manning and the Giants. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So and those tough defenses, Eagles defenses. And don't get me started on the football team. Um, separately from that, um, another reaction was uh, in Cristiano Ronaldo announcing um, that he'll be leaving Juventus um, and it's all all but said and done that he'll be joining uh, Manchester City. Um, the bile that he's catching for oh. announcing this at the end of the transfer window is insane. Like, yeah. this, is a, this is a man's career. He, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. He doesn't owe anything to the organization beyond what he's already done. Um... I, there's been some stuff about Juventus in the last couple of years that have been people haven't seemed entirely happy while being there, so I can see it. Um, but I thought I thought the bile was pretty extreme to a guy who just wanted to change team. I didn't think we were still there in 2021 criticizing guys for wanting to change team. The thing about Ronaldo is that he gave hope to an Italian division. The Italian division is pretty boring. Like no stars go there anymore. It's not like a yeah. it's not like a place where stars go. Like Juventus might be a team that. Where people like to go to, but like Ronaldo, like he went there and now that he's leaving, they're like, oh, what do we do now? Who's next? Like, there's nobody next because they're all going to English Premier League. We're the best Mbappe. league. Mbappe could be could be an option, but Mbappe is linked to like every team in the world. Like everybody yeah. wants him. He's 21 years old and he's one of the best players in the world. Like Mbappe is going to get signed anywhere he wants. He doesn't have to go to Italy. And why would he go to Italy? Like, there's nothing there for him. Mbappe reminds me of every time Kevin Durant's a free agent and there's seven teams saying that they're going to sign Kevin Durant at the end of the yeah, season, right? Yeah, exactly the same thing. I was just shocked to see, uh, to see that. Um, even more shocking, and, and um, of course, this, this one's a little more tragic, uh, NHL player Jimmy Hayes uh, passed away, 31 years old, which for a bunch of guys who are older than that um, on this show, that's a pretty terrifying feeling. Um According, uh, Alex, the intern, of course, um, speculated recklessly that it was due to alcohol consumption. Yet uh, I immediately went to, you know, sources I trust, like The Athletic, like uh, the Associated Press, ESPN. All of them said sources unknown. And up to the filming of this show, it's still they still don't know uh, what caused the source of death. People it's are saying being, because of the vaccine. Like uh, well, people, so, that's, that's so many thing. things. The, the politicization of, of someone's death and making it about an illness or, 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 or vaccine without having any information to back that up, to me, is the grossest thing in the world. Like, you're it's making someone's man. death about hasn't your own even, politics. Like, he's not even in the ground yet. The family hasn't even been able to mourn yet. They just found out the news. And all of a sudden, all over the news is that the, he, like, it's all because he took the second vaccine and this is why he shouldn't take the vaccine. Like, it's so fucking stupid, man. It's so stupid. I, I never, I never thought, I, I, before all this, I never thought we'd be at a point of, of the politicization of medicine in the first place. I never thought we would politicize human life. That, that's, that's a terrifying feeling to me. Um, it, it was disgusting. Um, I can't, like, I know it's Twitter. I know people are their worst selves on Twitter. I can't even, I couldn't ever bring myself to type that um, into form, basically, because 
I, I, that thought would never cross my mind without having information. I think I'm going to take a brand new strategy for this stuff where, you know how like all these negative things are just, like associated with the vaccine suddenly by mm -hmm. the conspiracy theorists? I'm going to start taking things that happen to me on a regular basis or positive things and attribute it to the <laughs> vaccine. Like, wow, my omelet was so tasty this morning. Thank God I got the vaccine, right? And it enhanced my, my uh, taste buds. Found a quarter. Vaccine number two. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> or, hey, this new IPA is delicious. Vaccine two. <laughs> <laughs> it, cured, it made my taste buds better. Wow, my 5G signal is amazing. Oh, wait, not that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, if you don't want to get the vaccine and you're against the passport, I understand. But, like, when people just get the vaccine because they feel like that's what they need to do, then just shut just shut your mouth. That's it. Well, it's, that's that's a whole thing, too. The, the argument of... Um, I should be allowed to do what I want to do. You're stupid for taking the vaccines. Like, whoa. <laughs> don't you realize that... You're thing? all sheep. You're all sheep. <laughs> you're all sheep. Why don't you watch the same YouTube video that tells all of us that believe that the vaccine kills people? Like, it's the same argument. You're making the same argument on the opposite side. Um, R.I.P. to Jimmy, Jimmy Hayes and his family. Well, that, that, know, that, and that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter how he died. He died. The, the family isn't even in... Like, they don't have to give us... The reasons of death they, they, they don't need to make that public uh he died it's tragic uh and we hope all the best for his family um and for whoever survives him in terms of friends and teammates and just people well, who knew him his brother kevin hayes yeah it's true that's Super true stop for the flyers yeah um we're gonna get to rapid fire in a second but before we do terry you and i has been the last two baseball fans on earth i believe uh, Miguel Cabrera hits 500 home runs. I have some interesting stats about this. One is uh, Miguel Cabrera has hit um, 500 home runs. Uh, actually, no. Let's let's watch let's watch the 500th home run and enjoy that um, before we get into uh, some of the information around it. How old is he? The one one. Deep fly ball, right center field. That's got carry. It's gone. Number 500 and history for Miguel Cabrera. He's 38, Terry. He started That's at 19. Crazy. He started at 19, which is why we think he uh, he's older than he is. When did he sign his 10-year contract? Uh, it was probably in his mid-20s. Because he signed it. No, no, it was in his 30s. He signed a 10-year contract for 2019. Well, he, he said he's playing two more years, so he might have signed it when he turned 30. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. But good um, on so, him, man. You know what? And, like, he's he's one of the best. There's oh, crazy stat lines about him. So, um, he's hit 500 home runs um, and has a, a career average of over 300. Um, can you list the players, the other players who have done that? Career average over 300, 500 runs, and that's it? Those two things. Career average over. There's no way Barry Bonds had over 300. He was a power hitter, especially early on. Early on, he wasn't hitting. Uh, th 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 there's Derek player. Jeter, Ripken didn't have 500 home runs. Correct. Man, like what? We're talking old. We're talking old people. Then we are. He. I like the way you're reasoning like, this out. It's pretty good. You're, you're yeah. pretty good at this. In 2014, he signed an eight-year contract extension to make on top of the two years he already had left to make it a 10-year contract for 292 million, essentially. So he signed until yeah, 2024. Yeah, which is a small contract now. Um, <laughs> it's true. So Hank Hank Aaron has, I guess, Hank Aaron. So uh, the the entire list, the entire list is Ted Williams, and list is complete. 
It's Ted Williams and Miguel Cabrera. That's the caliber of player we're discussing. Like that's that's amazing, right? Like yeah, yeah. he. I the remember fact that nobody's done it. Like we talk, we, people are gonna say, "Oh, Ted Williams played in a in an era where like it was easy to hit or with all this shit." But like, but nobody else did it since. Nobody's yeah, done it nobody's since. done it since, and nobody did it before. So yeah. it's still special, you know what I mean? And, and um, there's there's some other stats that tie him. I don't remember the stats exactly. It tied him to uh, this is the company it was like Babe Ruth, Ted Williams, Hank Aaron, and Ricky Henderson, and him. So it's like, three three thousand hits. Yeah, it, like it was something had to do with three thousand hits for sure, and the and the power and and probably stolen bases as well. Um, Miguel Cabrera, I remember that that Marlins World Series where he was like a baby, just a baby hitting bombs uh, late in that season and uh, and in that World Series. So it was it's it's cool to see it at 500. Uh, to go opposite field at 38 um, is pretty pretty impressive for your 500th home run. It was it was it's a nuts. really good feel good moment uh, seeing it. Um, the other thing, so because of the stats that I was looking up, it. Um, it got me looking at Ricky Henderson's stats. We don't realize how great Ricky Henderson was. No, he was fantastic. He's the only player to have stolen over a thousand bases. He stole fourteen hundred. So he's the only one to re- reach over a thousand, um, and he stole fourteen hundred. So, so he's right. He is the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd be okay saying it. I'd be okay saying it. The other thing is, Terry, you, you'd consider twenty-one stolen bases um, a good season, right? Oh yeah, how many so. how many seasons of twenty one stolen bases do you uh, do you think how many years would it take for you to catch Ricky Henderson of twenty one oh, stolen bases? Fifty seasons, sixty six seasons. <laughs> I was thinking a thousand. I was thinking a thousand. Yeah, I think it was like the average, like an average, uh, whatever the category was, it was like average stolen bases. Like I think like for like the the top X amount of players was like twenty one, and so like that's great. You have to do that for sixty-six years to be Ricky Henderson. You know what I mean? His, so, his, 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 He's been grading on a curve, and he's like, he's bringing everybody else up with him. Like he's yeah, making, exactly. <laughs> he's making stolen bases look easy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that, it was a nice moment. Um, but let's uh, let's get into rapid fire. We have no interview this week. Um, before we get to rapid fire, actually, um, Terry, let us know who the show is brought to us by. Did you bet on him hitting that 500 career home run in that I game? I didn't. I definitely did not bet on Miggy Cabrera. I I won I won a bet on that game, but it wasn't through um, Hot Streak. Should have, but Hot Streak fantasy. If I had done it, I would have probably would have won 125 dollars off of five dollars. Because that's what Hot Streak does. They just give you great odds. Um, when you go on the website, when you go on, it's iOS only. Download the app. Use Hot Sauce on your initial deposit. They'll match it as a bonus. I'll match it. I'll match it as a bonus. And that's pretty much it. Like it's the best fucking app on. If you want to bet in play, quick, every x amount of time, every ad bat, whatever it is, Hot Streak is the way to go. Hot Sauce fan. Uh, hot Sauce promo code. And they'll match your initial deposit as a bonus. Look, and by now, if you play fantasy baseball, your season's probably ruined because fantasy baseball is it's so hard. It's so hard to win. The season's so long. There's so many variables. This is a great way to keep invested into fantasy. It's uh, in play. Uh, it's a daily game. It's, it's three minutes at a time. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. It's All best. right. Let's get into our rapid fire topics. We got six of them today, starting with A New Hope. A judge has ruled that Evander Kane must face discovery as he's being sued for $2 million in payments as stipulated in a pay arrangement for an abortion with his ex, Hope Parker. So basically, he 
told her he was going to pay her two million bucks if she got an abortion. She got one, and then she didn't get a check. Yeah, because he has no money because he's bankrupt. Well, did like they sign a contract or something? Like, are you allowed to do that? Um, I this I don't know. Like, man, we live in a very different country. <laughs> the Listen, things that are, the things that are legal uh, in certain states and versus where we live is very different. Um, so you don't is, necessarily need is, a contract. Yeah, you either it, need a verbal agreement, which is confirmed by both parties. Now, obviously, he said, she said, that might be a little bit tricky. Or if there's a third party there who can confirm it. it or if there's text messages, if emails. Text messages are going to be included for sure. Yeah, so, all of these things, again, that's, that's what discovery is, right? Like They're, they're trying to get all, access to all of his information to see uh, whether or not he agreed to these terms. Um Man, Evander Kane is probably the like the biggest scumbag of all time. If you're dating, like her first mistake was dating Evander Kane. Yeah. Her second mistake was trusting Evander Kane. Like that's basically Absolutely. it. Yeah. But you know what? The thing is, is like, if you're Evander Kane, you you know it's cheaper than a two million dollar payout. Condoms, you know. That's they're significantly cheaper. Also, a child I think is cheaper than two million dollars. Having the kid would actually cost you less money. Uh, child support payments. That's true. Than given his good. salary, given given his. Salary. Also, oh, the pullout method. Pullout method is flawless and it's free. I wouldn't say flawless. <laughs> I had I had a very different thing when you're like you know what's cheaper I'm like staircases. Uh, and with that, we're gonna go to topic number two because yeah. it actually does have staircases involved. Milking it, ESPN Stephen A. Smith guest hosted the Jimmy Kimmel show this week, and he's been talking about a certain viral trend that's going on TikTok right now. Here's another crazy thing going on with Americans right now. It's called the milk crate challenge, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell y'all something. I challenge anybody, anybody on earth, anybody to find people dumber than these people. Well, he got it too. Our milk crates. Oh. Have you seen these days? I saw a couple, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, what an asshole. What an asshole. Oh, That Alex, the intern. Nope. Man, a guy that big should not be. Doing this challenge. What is wrong like, with he's these people? Up like ten crates. First, you drink doing? the milk from the crates to get strong bones. Then you fall off the crates to break them. <laughs> We're all so worried about COVID, but TikTok is what's gonna kill us. <laughs> Can you imagine that eulogy? Just take a moment. Could you imagine this eulogy? He died doing what he loved, acting like a total, a total dummy. Okay. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. What's worse? Died what's worse than these? That milk crate. That's okay though. He got two million likes. What's worse than these milk crate challenges is Stephen A. Smith reading scripted jokes. It's so we take for granted how hard that job is, right? Like, like it's Jimmy tough, Kimmel, yeah. um, you know, uh, Trevor Noah, all those guys. Those, those guys are all accomplished stand-up comedians whose comedic timing is amongst the best in the world, right? Yeah. So like Stephen A. Smith, I'm sure the interview part of the job he's great at, and and he's got charisma, but. You, it, it's such it's such a hard task to go up you're, and deliver. You're standing up there alone, reading a fucking teleprompter, trying to get timing. You know what I mean? Like with no practice, like it's it's tough. It's tough. It's a and and again, like we're, we're always going to compare him to legitimate comedians. Like it, it reminds me of a Mike Schur who wrote the who created The Office, uh, who co-created The Office, created Parks and Rec. He was from Saturday Night Live, and he said that early on he was getting like really uh, anxious because he's, he's like, I can't write anything as good as Adam McKay, and everyone looked around and was like. Dude, like you're comparing yourself to like 
a legend in this industry. Relax. Yeah. You'll write something good. Don't worry. You know what I mean? So like Stephen A. Smith, maybe he would get better, but obviously off the bat. It's like it's like us complaining that we don't have a billion downloads like Joe Rogan. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Road to the show. Shohei Otani uh, signed autographs. I try. Only the best baseball player in the world. <laughs> Since Babe Ruth, maybe. Look, I'm, I'm American. I don't uh, relate to him very well. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, he signed autographs for kids while snubbing some fans, and it was caught on film. I love this, by the way. Yeah. Like, if you're a 40 year old man looking for an autograph, go. Oh, 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 adults yeah good for otani man like I, it's good you never see guys like this like even demarcus lawrence uh did it last year like he refused to sign some like a, a guy like opened a binder and it has like his picture everywhere and he's like oh can you sign these and demarcus lawrence is like no i'm not signing that shit and like some guys do it because they want them to make money and it's by the like, conor mcgregor is like yeah, Conor McGregor is like, yeah, if they can make money off me, whatever, let them make money. But, like, at the end of the day, you're getting this for free. You yeah. know what I mean? Why should you be making $500 off of my name and I don't see a penny of it? So I can see both angles. I, I think, look, I think it's it's definitely sweet to do it for the, for the kids because the kids are legitimately going to enjoy that. I've said before on this show, my prized possession is my parents got a uh, ball autographed by the 1982 Expos that's still in my home office. I have um, uh, Felipe Lou balls. That's pretty awesome. My uncle with his barber. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like when you when you're a kid, like you really do appreciate it. The adults are doing it as collectors and trying to resell it. It is cool that the, the like Instagram hasn't replaced the autograph completely. Uh, I do love that kids are still getting autographs. Um, so it, it it was it was cool to see. Um, so yeah, fuck the adults. Uh, you're not gonna enjoy it anyway. So, all right. Next, there's always money in the banana stand. Kentucky Wildcats quarterback Will Levi Levis. I like you, you got to find the clip though. You got I forgot to include it. Oh my god! He posted oh, a viral video of him eating a banana in a weird way. Hold oh, on, I, I gotta it. find yeah. it. Yeah, I saw it. It's weird, man. Have you ever? And it was like a bruised banana. It wasn't I think like you a. Could only do it if it's bruised. Huh? I think you can only do it if it's bruised. Yeah. yeah hold no on, I'm gonna find it. There's is it, no also, way. Is it Will can... Levy or Will Levi? I think it's Levy. Levy, but yeah. So are they Levy jeans? Yeah. No, it's oh, no, Levi apostrophe S. Yeah. Uh, I see, I see, I see. I think it's Levi. So this, this banana would be Levi's banana. Levi's so banana, yeah. No, Levi's banana. Levi's is banana. Levi's is. Video on TikTok. It's of him eating a banana, but you'll see he just puts the whole thing in his mouth, peel and all. And his caption says, I don't fear the brown spots, they fear me. And as you can see, there are plenty of brown spots on that way too ripe banana. <laughs> this has the whole internet going crazy. Most people think he's crazy for eating his banana that way. And there you go. So first Listen, of all, you can only get away with that if you look that good, right? Did you know that? Yeah, that's true. Did you know that bananas, you're not supposed to peel from the stem. You're supposed to peel the bottom, from the other yeah. side. I didn't know that. Primates peel it from the bottom. Yeah, I, so I, now I know, but like, it's weird, no? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the stem is like, an, it, I was just going like to say, Terry, you're dumber than primates. Maybe that writer, <laughs> that, that viewer was right. Maybe I am. No, oh, like I have the, no patience for it because I always smash the top. So what I do now is I just take a knife, I cut it in half, and, and peel it. Oh, okay. But the stem is like an invitation to rip off. It is. It is. It's, it's asking for it. Um, yeah. The thing is, like, so I saw this. And I was like, 
this guy's obviously handsome, and uh, that's the only reason he can get away with eating a banana that way. Yeah. But then I realized when I see brown bananas, first thing I think of is banana cake, and that's why I don't look like that guy. Banana cake is great. Delicious. All right. Or banana bread, whatever. It's a fucking cake. Uh. Next one, to a time, Adam Schefter and Field Yates were sent a letter by a fan that took them to task regarding the pronunciation of how the actual quarterback's name is written. I'm going to get it on screen, the letter. Thank you. And it wasn't, it For those listening, I'm smiling aggressively towards Eagle because I forgot to include it again in the chat. Yeah, it might be a little bit tricky to read, but basically it says... Uh, let me get this out of the way here. It says, hello, gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. I have been a fan of, uh, both of your works on the various shows on the ESPN platforms. You both do great work and I appreciate it. Now for informational purposes, I am a retired radio slash TV announcer, a commercial voice and voiceover artist. So I know how to pronounce the words. The problem is you don't. And I'm screaming because it's in caps. You regularly and routinely fuck up the name of the Miami quarterback. His name is Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. Yet you two assholes regularly and continuously mispronounce it. At, mispronounce it when you say Tua Tagovailoa. There's no tango in his name. Takes two to tango. Takes and two to tell tango. that asshole Greeny as well. He's not worth a letter. Continued success. Signed by this guy. Jesus, I've never been that mad about someone else's name before. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Look, it's a tough name to pronounce, guys. Like if you if you think that's bad, you should hear Field Yates pronounce the the football team in Cincinnati. He calls them the Bengals. Every every time I see his clips when he's talking about like but ba- but T Higgins or, like or Tyler Boyd. Bengals is like when people like Americans they say Vegas. They don't say Vegas. They say Vegas. It's like it's like a weird accent. Yeah, yeah. You, you, but know it, what, you know what Soho stands for who? in New York? Soho? Yeah. Isn't it south um, of Harlem something? Uh, no, it can't be south of Harlem. It's on the other side. It's, what does Soho stand for? South of Houston Street. Houston, Houston is pronounced, Street. it's spelled Houston, by the Houston. way. It's Houston Street, but apparently... Um, Apparently, it's. Uh, I, I just, by the way, Siri for some reason uh, took that conversation and sent it to my brother-in-law for reasons I don't understand. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> also, for being Tango, like it's not even that big of a mistake to be called assholes. Yeah, and like, what? And why, also, was, like, why was Greeny catching strays? What did Greeny <laughs> do? <laughs> Greeny looks like a nice guy. Also, Ego mispronounced it while he's reading the letter. It's <laughs> Vilo and not Vilo. Whatever. And our last one for last today, Tango Paris. Space Measuring Contest. The rocket, uh, the model rocket maker, Estes. What? Estes. I forgot to include the picture. I have again. it. I have okay, it. Thank you. Uh, have announced that they're going to be selling a scale model of Jeff Bezos's rocket, which, if you remember, looks like a dick. Looks yes. like this. Can you guess the price of this particular rocket? $69. Nice. Oh. Nice. Nice. So you want to buy a dick? Well, so like <laughs> shoot it into space. I mean, look, he's he's good old sixty nine. He's single right now, right? Like he's he's no longer married. Um, I, you know, um, it could be a thoughtful gift. I've made a mold for my wife before. Same thing. You did? 
No, I haven't. I was just going for the Joker. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great gift, though. Either like, way, it would have been a lot smaller than this. I was going to say, attach it to an money AC plug. You got yourself a Hitachi in the shape of a rocket. There we go. Please, you would have also saved a lot of money on the plaster, you know, because you don't have to use that much. Yeah, it would have cost a lot less than $69. It would have yeah. been 6 or $9. <laughs> 6 or 9 Yeah. Imagine the guy's like, eh, I'll, I'll pay 9 <laughs> Actually, I was like, you know what? Can you scale it up a bit? I'll, I'll pay the 9 I'll pay the 9 I'll pay the 9 <laughs> Just make yeah, it a little bit bigger. Round it up to 10 I don't need to change. And you throw 10 bucks at him. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's, and that's it, part. boys. So, sure. I just want to talk to the viewers really quick. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for tuning in all the time. We really enjoy it. This is a lot of fun for us. We do a lot of work at Hot Sauce Sports, but the thing I can, that we all consider the least amount of work is actually doing the show. It's a lot of fun. We have a great time together. I uh, want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone who has subscribed. If you haven't, Eagle will find you. He will force you to take horse deworming medicine. Yeah. He will force you oh. to ingest it. And then you'll be like, man, I'm now in the hospital. I don't have any horse worms. I never would have, but yeah. I could have subscribed. I could have. You don't want to be in that position. Or you might have a, a, a horse worm and Eagle just might have saved your life. And then yeah, now you so have to subscribe. And now you, you have to. Us. You owe us. You owe us because we saved your life. I mean, also, if you are taking horse worm medication and everything, you're likely going to die. So make sure in terms of like the last thing you tell people to do besides clear your browser history is like, comment, and subscribe on our videos. I was... I, I, so I saw the FDA, uh, the FDA tweet. And it said, you know, you are not uh, a horse, you're not a cow, uh, you're not a cow. Please take human medication. And then, um, when I saw you're not a cow, I was under the influence, and the first thing that came to my mind was Brovine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Terry. Thank you, Eagle. And thank you all for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs>